Believe it or not, Christmas is almost here. You know, before we can eat all the leftovers from Thanksgiving, Christmas carols are already being sung and decorations are being hung and the entire month focuses on Christmas. It's just uh, something that happens uh, for the entire month and it happens all around the world, not just here but everywhere. During the Christmas season, there are billions of people who set aside the normal routine of life to uh, send greetings to others and to decorate their homes and to buy gifts and to go to Christmas parties and special church services and, and um, sing Christmas songs and watch Christmas specials on TV. I did say a month, didn't I? Um, I forgot... Um, that, that, that there's a network that does it more than a month. They started showing Christmas specials. I think they've written one Christmas program with a plot and everything, and then they just change people around in locations and do it 365 days a year. They just, you can just see that uh, Hallmark Christmas channel all over and over and over and over again. And and uh, boy, people that like football have trouble with that. But, uh, <laughs> but anyway, we're, we're kicking off a series this morning. You've already seen it on the screens. You've heard them announce it. And uh, we're talking about it for the entire month of December. We'll be talking about Believe. And uh, when you stop and think about it, it's, it's really astounding, isn't it, that a simple, unassuming birth of a peasant boy some 2,000 years ago, impacts the world still today, all around the world. That little baby from the Middle East, his birthday is celebrated everywhere. It causes traffic jams all over the world. New York City, Tokyo, Rio de Janeiro, Atlanta, Georgia, even Augusta, Georgia. If you get out on Black Friday, you may run into a traffic jam, who knows? You may not realize it, but every time you look at a calendar, every time you write down a date, you're using Jesus Christ as a reference point because it was the birth of Jesus that changed us from B.C. to A.D. Everything's dated from before Christ until in the year of our Lord is what the A.D. literally means from the Latin. And every event in history is now dated by how many years, or how many days, how many months, weeks, whatever, from the date. Even your own birthday, when you write down your birthday, it's tied to the birthday of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now our theme, Believe. If I were to simply ask you today, do you believe in Christmas? Probably you would answer me something like this. Preacher, that's an absurd question. Everybody believes in Christmas. And that may be partially true, because everybody believes around the world that there is an event, there is a holiday. Most holidays only get a day. Christmas, as I said a while ago, gets a month. But, um, and most people would even say that they understand and realize that Christmas is somehow tied to the birth of a baby named Jesus. And so they say they believe, but do we really believe? 
There is a difference in believing about an historical fact and really believing in something to the point of staking your life and your eternity upon its truth. World of difference. I remember several years ago, let, let me give you my text for today, and then I'll jump right into the message. It's from Mark chapter 9, verse 23. These are the words of our Lord Jesus, and I love these words. Jesus said to him, if you can believe, all things are possible to him who believes. Isn't that a powerful statement? Jesus made that statement. If you can believe, all things are possible to him who believes. I heard a story several years ago, read about it actually. There was a, a famous wire walker. Uh, you know, these guys that present these, the Willinda family was, was uh, one of those families. They crossed the, uh, a gorge up there out of Tacoa, Georgia several years ago. Some of you may remember that. They, they did all kind of stunts, rock, walking across between buildings, high skyscrapers, and across gorges and waterfalls and so forth. Well, anyway, this famous guy had a cable stretched all the way across the uh, Niagara Falls from the Canadian side to the American side. And he announced the day, it was advertised widely, that he was going to walk across that on a tightrope, on a, on a cable. He was going to walk from one side to the other. So massive crowds showed up on both sides, the Canadian side, the American side. Thousands of people were there ready for the day, ready to watch this feat that was going to go down in history as the guy who had walked across a cable across uh, Niagara Falls. And before he did it, he asked a question. He said, how many of you believe that I can walk across this tightrope from one side to the other? No, oh, there was great cheers. Everybody applauded. Everybody raised their hand. Everybody shouted, yes, yes, you can do it. You can do it. You can do it. And he said, well, I'm going to really do something unusual. I have a wheelbarrow here, and I'm going to push this wheelbarrow across the gorge, across the Niagara Falls ahead of me as I walk this tightrope. How many of you believe I can do it? And again, there was a roar from both sides. Yes, we believe, we believe, you can do it. And then they started chanting, you can, you can, you can. We believe you can. And so he said again, do you really believe? How many of you really believe? And of course, hands shot up and more cheering and everything. And he said, okay, those of you who really believe that I can go across with this wheelbarrow, Get in the wheelbarrow. <laughs> and no one got in the wheelbarrow. So my question is, did they believe? Or did they believe? And, and that's what we want to deal with this month. Do you really believe? There is a difference between mental assent to a fact of history and a real belief. I'm here to tell you this morning that the Christmas story is more than just a story. It is a real fact that God the Son came to this earth, became a man, and lived and dwelled among us, and lived here. He was born better than 2,000 years ago in the little town of Bethlehem. 
They laid him in a manger, wrapped him in swaddling clothes, and we'll probably talk about all of that sometime through the month as we deal with all of this. It's an amazing story. But he lived. He died a shameful death on the cross of Calvary, was buried in a tomb, and three days later arose victorious over death, hell, and the grave. Forty days later ascended to heaven, and is this morning at the right hand of the Father as our intercessor. Do you believe that's Jesus that we're going to talk about? If you love him this morning, say amen. amen. Well, let me go back to my text and remind you of what it says. Jesus said, if you can believe, all things are possible to him who believes. Now, Jesus made that statement to an individual at the bottom of the Mount of Transfiguration. To get the whole story, you'll have to back up 23 verses and start the whole ninth chapter of St. Mark's Gospel, but it'll give you the whole story. And I'm not going to read all of that this morning. I'm just going to briefly give you an overview of what happened. Jesus took three of his disciples, Peter, James, and John, and went to the top of a mountain and was transfigured before them. His face began to glow. The presence of God was powerful on that mountain, just like it was on Sinai when Moses received the Ten Commandments. And in fact, Moses and Elijah appeared before Jesus and talked with him there about his death, his future death on Calvary, and gave him courage and gave him strength. The disciples were amazed at what happened. In fact, Simon Peter said, Lord, it's good for us to be here. Why don't you let us build three tabernacles? We'll build one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. And Jesus said, no, 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 that's not what all of this is about. Long story short, when they finished the transfiguration experience, they came down from the mountains. The other disciples, the other disciples who did not go up with Jesus were ministering to the crowd below. And by the way, a great crowd had gathered. And as they were ministering, there was a man who had a child who had a, 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 a real serious problem. First of all, he's deaf and dumb. And then beyond that, he would at time have these seizures that would they, they were life-threatening because it, it depended on where they were. If they were near water, he might fall into water and drown. If he was near the fire, it might throw him into the fire. And they came to the disciples, and the disciples tried. They knew that there was a spirit behind this, and so they, they tried to cast him out, but they weren't able to get the job done. And so when Jesus and these three disciples descended from the mountain, and saw the situation, the man came to Jesus and he said, Jesus, if you can do anything, we've, we're desperate. We need help with our son. We brought him to your disciples and they couldn't get the job done. Jesus said, my text, if you can believe, all things are possible to him who believes. If you could really believe, I love the man's response. He said, Lord, I believe. Help my unbelief. In other words, he said, Lord, I, I'm struggling with my faith. I, I've got faith to a point, but maybe it's me. Maybe it's not your disciples that can't get the job done. Maybe it's me. Maybe it, Help my unbelief. Whatever it is, what part of me that's not fully persuaded and convinced, help me with that. And Jesus, in his compassion and his love and his mercy, did exactly that. He cast out that deaf and dumb spirit. And that child was immediately healed, delivered, set free. 
In fact, when the demons had gone out of that boy, he fell to the ground and everybody thought he was dead. Jesus just took him by the hand and lifted him up. And he went his way perfectly whole. That man got a miracle that day because he believed. I want to tell you, it's so important that we believe. So the first point of my message today is, if you can believe, all things are possible to them that believe. Second point I want to share with you today is that without faith, it's impossible to please God. Let me read it to you from Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6. But without faith, it's impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Two things here. One must believe that God is. You got to really believe that he is, that he is God, that he, it's not some fairy tale. He's not some Santa Claus on the uh, on, on a throne in heaven just kind of throwing gifts at us every once in a while. He's God. He's sovereign. He's eternal. He's holy. He's omnipotent. He's omniscient. He's omnipresent. He's God. He spoke this whole world into existence, the whole universe. He's God. He is who He says He is. And it's important that we believe that. There's a false doctrine going around today. Some people are buying into it. They believe that there are many roads to heaven. And it really doesn't matter which you travel. Yes, it does. You get on the wrong road, you're not going to heaven. I'm sorry. I don't care how religious it is. I don't care how much religious activity they have. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And no man comes to the Father but by me. Amen. You say, preacher, that's radical. Yes, it is, but I want you to go to heaven. Amen? Don't want you to miss it. Don't want you to miss it. There's Embedded in that doctrine is the idea that, that, that there are all of these gods. It's, it's really only one God, and we're just, you know, no, that's not true. It's not true. They try to tell you that the God of Islam is the same God of Christianity. No, it's not. I don't care how far you trace back their heritage and their lineage and their people and find out that they're related way back yonder somewhere. That has nothing to do with it. Ask an, ask an, an, an Islam believer if Allah has a son, and they'll tell you no. Well, I want to tell you, our God has an only begotten Son, and His name's Jesus. And He came to this earth to save us from our sins. Yes, give Him praise today. He's worthy. Hallelujah. We must believe that He is. And here's the second thing that you must believe. You must believe. That is that God is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. I love that word rewarder. He, he, he loves to bless you. He loves to meet your need. He loves to, he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Jesus said it's the Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Some of you may have been raised like I was. I, I was raised in kind of a, well, not kind of, very strict religious uh, 
I almost had the idea that God was angry with us and that God was watching for us to mess up. I want to tell you this morning, nothing is further from the truth, folks. Our God is a good God. Our God is a good God. Our God is a good God. People see things happen that's bad in the world and they say, why did God do that? God didn't do that. God doesn't do anything bad or harmful or hurtful to his children. Jesus said, if you parents know how to give good things to your children, how much more does your heavenly father know how to give good things to his children? Our God is a good God. And it's his desire to bless you this morning. It's his desire to meet your needs today. He's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. For the most part, the world failed to recognize Jesus when he came. Even though he fulfilled every prophecy in the Bible, and there are hundreds of them related to his coming to this earth, they missed it. They missed it. They were blinded by their own religion. They missed it. Scribes, Pharisees, elders, priests of the Jewish religion missed it. And it was right there in their Bible. But they missed it because they really didn't believe. Jesus stood up in the synagogue one day and he said, The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me. He's anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. Sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives, recovery of sight to the blind, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. He closed the book and he said, today, this scripture has been fulfilled right here in your midst. But they didn't believe. They didn't believe. They missed it. They saw it. They were that close to the Son of God, the Messiah. They missed it. I want to tell you, though, that those who did believe were joyful. Amen. Those shepherds on a hillside, when those angels appeared to them and sang glory to God in the highest and on earth peace, goodwill towards men, they believed. And they went to the manger and worshiped, and they left with joy and gladness in their heart because they believed. Blind Bartimaeus believed and he walked away with his sight. Crippled people were healed because they believed. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Those who believed received the joy and the fullness of the celebration of the Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, Those prophecies were there right in front of them, and yet they missed it. Listen, church, you can go through this holiday season for the rest of this month. We begin today. Today's the first day of this month. You can go through the whole holiday season. You can decorate your tree and turn on your lights and put your wreath on the door You can attend parties and celebrations. You can even go to special church services. And you can listen to singing Christmas trees and go to pageantry and see the shepherds and the wise men and and the animals and everything that's involved in Christmas. You can go through everything that there is, pageantry and and celebration-wise, and still miss it if you don't believe. 
in the Son of God who come to take away the sins of the world. My third and final point to you this morning is simply this. If you will believe, you can receive. If you'll believe, you can receive. Make sure your neighbor gets that turn and say, if you'll believe, you can receive. Look at Acts chapter 16, verse 31. So they said, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved, you and your household. Wow, what a promise. You know who said that? Paul and Silas. They'd been preaching there in Philippi and they arrested them for preaching, beat them severely. Their backs were beaten and bleeding and then they threw them into the prison into the innermost parts of the prison. And then they bound them in stocks so that they're bent over and they're, they're sliced open back from the beatings and is bleeding and they're in pain and agony. And at midnight, <laughs> I love this, at midnight, Paul and Silas in those stocks with their bleeding backs from a beating that they had had, they prayed and sang praises to God. Let me tell you something. You can get the victory if you can get a hold of your praise. Amen. And they begin to praise God and they begin to worship God. And as they praise the Lord at midnight in that Philippian, Philippian jail, suddenly there came from heaven a mighty, powerful earthquake that shook that jail to the point that their bonds were all loose. The bands fell off. The Philippian jailer who was in charge knew that he was in trouble, and so he was about to commit suicide. And Paul and Silas said, hold it, hold it, we're all here. Don't do yourself any harm. And he came and fell down at their feet and said, oh my goodness, something supernatural is going on here. What must I do to be saved? And they said to him, the verse that I just read to you, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. You'll be saved and your household. Glory to God. So they led him to Jesus right there. And then he took them to his house, bound up their wounds, washed their bleeding backs. And then Paul and Silas shared the gospel with his family. And his whole family got saved. How many of you have friends and loved ones you want to see saved? Can I tell you this morning, if you will believe, it's the children's bread. It belongs to us. Don't you give up. Don't you give up. Don't you give up. Amen. Believe. Believe. Believe that those kids are coming home. It may look like a lost cause to you right now, but it doesn't take but a few moments in the presence of Almighty God to change somebody's heart and turn their life around and make a, make a radical difference in them. Don't ever give up. Don't ever give up. Believe. Believe for your household. Believe for your family. Believe that God is not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Believe that they're going to come in before it's too late. Amen? Believe and you'll receive. Believe. Believe. Our eternal salvation is riding on whether or not we can believe. We must believe. We must believe. Glory to God. What does that mean? 
Let me share with you something that I have shared before, but it fits here so well. I, I want to tell the story again. Many years ago, John Payson, a great missionary, was spreading the gospel through the South Sea Islands. And he ran into a whole group of islands where the gospel had never been preached. They'd never heard of Jesus. They didn't have a Bible. It was all brand new to the, all of them. They'd never heard of Jesus. And so he started sharing. And then it occurred to him that he only could be there so long and he was going to have to leave. They needed the Word of God. And he knew that he didn't have time to re- to, to translate, he, he learned their dialect. They had an unusual dialect that was a little different, that, and there wasn't a, a language, there wasn't a, a Bible that, that had been translated into there from anywhere. So, so it was unusual. He, he learned it. And he, he knew he didn't have time to translate the whole Bible for them. So he thought to himself, if I, if I could just translate the book of St. John. That'd be, that would give them a good foundation and the Word of God. And so he started translating the book of St. John into their language. And things were going great. He, started, he would spend the day translating and then do services at night and move from village to village. And he was translating it. Like I said, everything was going good. He started off with John chapter 1. In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God. The Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. The light shined in darkness. The darkness comprehended it not. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He was not that light, but was sent to bear witness of that light, that all men through him might believe. He's he's just rolling right through John chapter 1, chapter 2, chapter 3. And he got all the way down to verse 16. And he ran into a snag. He was translating John 3.16, the golden text of the Bible. Perhaps the most important verse of Scripture he could leave with him. And he had no trouble with the first part. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever... And then he was stuck. Because they did not have a word in their language and in their dialect for believe. No word for faith. And he realized that that's the most important word for him to translate. Because without faith, it's impossible to please God. Without faith, it's impossible to be saved. We have to believe. And so for days, he wrestled with it and couldn't figure out how to get them to understand faith when they had no word for believe. So one day he's sitting out under a shade tree and he's got his notebook and his Bible in hand and he's going ahead and translating beyond that, but figured he'd come back to it praying that God would give him revelation and understanding. And he looked out in the distance and he saw a little, what looked like a little cloud of dust and it was actually, a, it was dust, it was, it was a, a guy was running on the sand and kicking up sand behind him. He was moving along quite rapidly. And when the guy got closer to him, he recognized him. He was from a, 
another village about 10 miles away where he'd preached a few days before. And he was running. He was coming to Brother John Payton to talk with him and to ask him some questions. And as the runner got closer, there was an empty chair beside John Payson, and the runner ran, and he was so out of breath, no telling how long he'd been running or how far he'd been running out of that 10 miles, but he was, he was running till he was almost exhausted. And when he got there, he just fell over into that chair, and he said, oh, Brother Payson, I'm so winded till I, I think I can lean my whole weight on this chair. And he fell into the chair. A streak of inspiration hit Brother John Payson. He grabbed his pencil or his piece of paper and he started writing, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever leans his whole weight on him shall not perish but have everlasting life. That's what real belief is when you lean your whole weight on the Lord. When you trust him completely, totally, when you lean your whole weight on him. I want to tell you again this morning, God desires to bless you. And if you can believe, all things are possible to him who believes. Do you believe? Do you really believe? I don't mean just that, that there is a Christmas or that there was a baby born. Do you really believe that Jesus is the light of the world? That he's the only begotten son of God? That he's the savior? That he's our healer, our deliverer, our everything, all that we need? The way, the truth, the life. He's a wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting father, prince of peace. He's the rose of Sharon, the lily of the valley, the bright and the morning star. He's sweeter than honey from the honeycomb. He's our rock of defense. He's our salvation. He's our, he's our everything. Yeah. Hallelujah. It's in him that we live and move and have our being. Do you believe? If you do, give him praise. Hallelujah. I was listening to, actually watching a video of Dr. Youngie Cho. I how many of you know who Dr. David Youngie Cho is? A number of you may not. He's the pastor of the largest church in the world. Dr. Cho pastors a church with around a million members in Seoul, South Korea, the Yodi Full Gospel Church powerful, spirit-filled church. He's affiliated with the Assemblies of God. A, a mighty man of God. God has used him tremendously. I mean, the impact that he's made not only in Korea, but around the world is just astounding how God has used that man. They have seven services on Sunday and it, between his auditorium and other auditoriums that where they do satellite and everything, they have they have 25,000 people in each service. He has seven services on Sunday. And on Sunday, he begs his members, he said, please stay home and watch on the internet and leave your seat for new people that are getting saved. And they just fill the place Sunday after Sunday after Sunday. And like I said, a million members or so now and a real impact. The ministries of that church are just phenomenal. They, they have 
They, they take people off the streets that are causing trouble. The police department brings them to him and he puts them up in dormitories and gives them a free education and trains them in all kinds of things. He has automobile mechanics, computer programming, um, all kinds of things that he trains them. And when they finish with them, they turn them out good, strong citizens. And most of them then saved and a part of the church. Great ministries he has. He has a, he has a home for, for elderly folks that have families that can't take care of them. And they take care of them until they go on from here to glory. He have a, has a university with over 3,000 students. Just this, the ministry goes on and on. But what I want to get to you is that he was born and raised in a Buddhist home. In fact, his family, his family thought that he would probably be a Buddhist priest, and they were training him in that direction. So he was very familiar with Buddhism, and he knew their scriptures very well. But when he was 17 years old, the Korean War was raging in Korea, and his nation was devastated, and, and they became very poor out of that. And he was working and malnourished, and he contracted tuberculosis. And it got so bad that he went home to die, 17 years old. He was literally vomiting up blood. The doctor told him that he had three months to live. So he was dying. And he was crying out to Buddha day and night, Oh, Buddha, Buddha, please help me, please help me. Please hear me, please help me. Nothing happened. Again and again, day and night, he would cry out to Buddha and nothing would happen. One day there was a knock on his door. They were living in a little one-room shack. And it was very difficult for him to get up, but he was able to get himself to the door. And when he opened the door, there was a 12-year-old girl standing there. And he said, can I help you? And she said, yes, I've come by to tell you about Jesus. And he said, I don't want to hear about Jesus. And he shut the door. She went away, but the next day she came back again, knocked on the door again. He opened the door, said, I'm here to talk to you about Jesus. Same thing. In fact, he finally got to the point where he'd open the door and see her and just slammed the door. But she just kept coming back day after day. And finally, one day he said to her, what do I have to do to get rid of you? And she said, if you'll let me bring you a Bible and you'll promise to read it, I won't come back again. You'll be rid of me. And he said, all right. So the next day she came again and he invited her in. She came in and sat down and handed him the Bible. She looked over and saw that bucket of blood and she said, I believe that's your blood. And he said, yes, I'm dying with tuberculosis. But he'd opened the Bible and he started reading. Genesis 1.1, in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. She said, stop, stop. You don't have time to read from there. Let me help you. And she took him to the New Testament and said, start reading here. 
And then she left. And he started reading and reading and reading Jesus. And it reached the point where he began to believe this Jesus. And finally he said, I never heard anybody pray. I didn't know how to pray. I didn't know what to say. I didn't know any religion. I didn't know how to address him. So I just stopped and said to him, Mr. Jesus, if you're real, I'm in trouble. I'm dying. And I have talked to Buddha, and Buddha must be on vacation. Buddha doesn't answer me. But if you're really real, and I believe that you are, I'm 17 years old. I'm too young to die. If you'll do something for me, I'll give you the rest of my life. And God's power and presence came down in that room. And God instantly healed him. And he jumped up from there, strong now and healthy, no more bleeding, completely well. I mean, in an instant of time. And Dr. Joe's, he's got a lot of humor about him. And he said, he said, I... I didn't even know the word hallelujah. I didn't know how to praise God or anything. I just jumped up and I said, he touched me. He touched me. He touched me. He said, <laughs> he said, I wrote that poem before Bill Gaither. <laughs> he touched me. And now he's the pastor of the largest church in the world. Because he believed. If you can believe, Jesus said, all things are possible to him who believes. Will you stand with me, please? While heads are bowed, let me ask you, is there anybody in this room this morning that's unsaved? You'd like to be remembered in this prayer. Would you just raise your hand and hold it there for just a moment so I can see it and then put it back down. Anyone here away from the Lord, you've had an experience with God, but you know you're not where you need to be today. You'll say, preacher, remember me in this prayer. Would you raise your hand? Yes. Thank you. God bless you. Now, how many of you are standing here today? You say, pastor, I have a need today. I really need something from God. I've got a situation in my life going on right now that only God can undertake for. Would you raise your hand? God bless you all over the building. Yes. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to pray. And I'm going to ask you this morning to believe. I mean, believe to the point that you are willing to lean your whole weight on the Lord. The Apostle Peter put it this way, casting all of our care upon him because he cares for us. You've got to stop worrying. You're going to have to stop fretting over that situation and that problem and release it to the Lord. That's what faith is. That's what believing God is. 
when you, when you lean your whole weight on him, when you trust in him and him alone, when you say, Lord, I cast this burden on you, I'm not going to, I'm not going to struggle with this anymore. Fear, doubt, and unbelief is gone. I believe. And you said if I'd believe that I could receive. If you're willing to pray that from your heart this morning, if you're unsaved, you can receive the Lord as your Savior. Just ask him to forgive you of your sins. Come into your heart today. Believe that Jesus died and rose again. That he's at the right hand of the Father today as your intercessor. Believe. If you're sick, believe that Jesus can heal you and that he will heal you. Whatever you're struggling with, whatever that situation is that you raise your hand for, be willing to release that to the Lord this morning. Say, Lord, I turn this over to you. I'm not going to fear anymore. I'm not going to worry anymore. I'm going to cast this care on you and know. I know, I believe that you will take care of it because I've released it to you. If you'll do that right now all over this building, just join me in prayer. Heavenly Father, I come to you now on behalf of every man and every woman that lifted their hand today. Every boy and every girl. Lord, I thank you for those who from an honest heart lifted a hand and said, God, I need you. Lord, I thank you today because if we can just believe, we can receive because all things are possible to him that believes. Lord, we believe you right now. We cast this care upon you. We turn, Lord, we're depending on you and you alone for our salvation. We're depending on you and you alone for our hope and our future. We're depending on you and you alone, believing you today for our financial needs, for our uh, relational needs. We're depending on you, Lord. We're believing you to bring our children home safe and sound and saved and filled with your spirit eternal life in their very being lord we believe you today we believe you today in jesus name thank you lord thank you lord if you prayed that prayer today and you really believe give god a praise lord we praise you today we thank you we thank you lord we thank you lord we thank you lord glory to god glory